Welcome to the Marriage by the Book podcast. Whether you have a great marriage or one that needs improvement, this is the show for you. Since 1994, we've used biblical principles to help hundreds of couples, just like you, find relationship success. As you listen, you'll get practical tips, knowledge, and motivation that will help bring greater intimacy and happiness to your marriage so that you can enjoy the relationship you've dreamed of. And now, this is Marriage by the Book. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Marriage by the Book podcast. We are glad you're with us today, and I say we because I'm here today with my wife, Rebecca. Hey, how are you guys? Glad y'all are here. Um, I'd like to welcome you, and I think you guys will be glad you tuned in today because we're kicking off our Marriage by the Book Holiday Survival Guide. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about in-laws and holidays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the holidays are here, and a, a lot of gatherings and get-togethers are being planned, and with that comes a lot of pressure it can be a lot of pressure, and which can make uh, the holidays, we'll just say, interesting. Right, right. That's very true. And today's episode is really going to help people with this. So, so let's get started. We're excited about getting together with our family during the holidays, our extended family. But, you know, when you get married, a man and a woman, when they get married, they're a family. You don't have to have kids become a family. You form a family then. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Um, But your parents sometimes can put pressure on you to do what you've always done. You as their child, you be home at Thanksgiving, you be home at Christmas, on Christmas Eve, we always do this. And there's, there's, you have formed a family. And so it's important that you establish your own traditions. Now, that doesn't mean ignoring your family, but you have to Mm -hmm. establish your own traditions and you need to do what's best for your family. You don't always do what you've always done because now you're a different family. Right. Exactly. You don't have to go here or there or whatever just because that's what you did growing up. You know, think about it. You have two sets of in-laws, you know, his parents and her parents. And you can wind up having, you know, two Thanksgivings or two Christmases. Or I guess if, if parents have maybe divorced, you could even have three or whatever. Four, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. And and that gets to be a lot of pressure. And then yeah. you have to rush. And, you know, your your Thanksgiving or your Christmas may be filled with, you know, on Christmas Day or Thanksgiving. We have to have four Thanksgivings and you really don't get to enjoy the day. Exactly. It, it, that can really just take the joy out of it. It can. And if, you know, if, if your in-laws live like away from you if you don't mm-hmm. live in the same city or town or whatever and it's far away there might be pressure you know well we don't live with you so we don't get to see you so you there might be pressure for you to be there every year and you know it's important to create you know something that's good for you but that's good for them as well and so you might end up having to you know come up with ideas like rotating years or rotating holidays mm-hmm. um but you need to establish your own traditions and you know think when my kids were very small um they didn't remember where they woke up but after about 3 two or three years old, you know, I wanted them to remember waking up at our own house on Christmas day. And so that was a tradition that I wanted. And my Mm -hmm. parents never like put pressure on us to do something else. And that's kind of how we want to do with our kids that are grown, you know, Um, You might not want to travel every year, but the point is you don't want to let your in-laws dictate or anybody, anybody, any family 
dictate to how you're going to live your holiday because it puts pressure on your marriage when you do that. Right. And, you know, I want to say, too, you know, we're not, we are in-laws, so yes. we're not against in-laws. Yes. You know, we're not, we're not saying in-laws <laughs> right. are bad. I actually think in-laws are great, right? That's right. So, so, we're great. <laughs> and we're, we're definitely not against family getting together at the holidays. Yeah, those are good things. That's not the point at all. Like I said, we're in-laws, and we want our grown children to be able to enjoy the holidays with their family without pressure or added, you know, busyness from me. Yeah. You know, for that's right. For many married couples, in-laws can be a source of marital stress year-round, but it can really intensify during the holidays. The biggest reason for this is that there are a lot more family gatherings during the holidays. So a lot of couples find themselves spending more time um, with their in-laws or family during this time of year. And, you know, like I said before, if you live close to your in-laws, you can find yourself dealing um, with this issue more often. If you live away, then there might be pressure for you to travel. So, um yeah, and I think too, Rebecca, that there are just more demands on your time during the holidays. Right. Not not mm-hmm. just from family or in-laws or whatever, but there's more shopping, there's more cooking, there's more time spent wrapping presents. There's more and there are more parties and gatherings and get together with right. family and things like that. So there's time pressure. Uh so there's a lot to do and less time to do it. Right. And you know, in some cases, in-laws or other family, again, we're not against in-laws, they can make demands on their grown married children. You know, you've always been here on Christmas. Why should it be any different now? Yeah, we want the grandkids to be here on Christmas morning, that kind of thing. Yeah, all that causes tension and can lead to conflict, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's not just in-laws, but it's mostly, well, a lot of times it's in-laws, but uh, family can, you know, it's great. We encourage you to be close to your family, but it should stay great. It, It shouldn't be where they put all this pressure on you. And, but if you don't know how to handle your mom or dad or your in-laws, it can create a lot of tension and stress in the marriage. Right. You know, that's true. And this doesn't just happen here in the United States. Right. It's know, not just a U.S. problem. Right. <laughs> Several years ago, Rebecca and I were doing a, a, a marriage conference in the Czech Republic, which is a country in Central Europe. And a lady, and we'll call her Linda, that's not her real name, but we'll call her Linda. She came to us, she came up to us rather, and she told us about a situation that she had with her mother-in-law every Christmas. So when they were at their mother-in-law's house, her mother-in-law's house, her husband's mother's house, uh, they would always take family pictures, right? Right. And, you know, for most people, I mean, it's great to take family photos. They're fun. But it was not this way for Linda. Her mother-in-law always insist- insisted on taking a picture of just, quote-unquote, her family. <laughs> and what she meant by, quote-unquote, her family was her son, Linda's husband, and their kids, but not Linda. So Linda's mother-in-law wanted Linda excluded from the family picture. And her mother was like, her mother-in-law was saying basically Linda wasn't family. She didn't consider her part of the family. And, you know, you can just imagine how that would make you feel. I would feel a lot of things. (laughs) Yeah. Who wouldn't? Yeah, I'm sure Linda, she she was hurt. She, I mean, obviously it was obvious that she was hurt when she talked to us about it. Yeah. But also it would make you angry. Uh Uh-huh. Just a lot of things, you know. Yeah. And I remember Linda said that she talked to her husband about this and she told him, you know, hey, I helped bring these children into the world. I'm part of the family also. 
And her husband, you know, by allowing his mother to exclude her from the family photo, and just I'm sure there were other things than just the family photo, but by allowing that to go on, what he was doing was choosing his mother over his wife. You know, this raises the question, who should you choose or who should you prefer not just for, fit, for pictures, but in everything. Right. You know, your parents are used to telling you what to do, and and they even may want to prefer you to do those things after you're married, especially during the holidays. Obviously, your spouse wants you to prefer them. So, which is right? Well, you know, really, the answer is obvious. Yes, it is obvious. You're saying which is right. The answer is obvious. I think anybody listening to this probably could say, hey, well, you ought to choose your spouse. Obviously. But in practice, a lot of times we mm-hmm. don't do that. But right. the answer is obvious. You should choose your spouse. And the Bible backs that up. Okay. Right. In Genesis 2, 24, uh, it says, I'm going to read it right here. It says, uh, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. You know, the King James Version says cleave to his wife. That's a familiar way that that's phrase to a lot of people, but it says a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And Jesus quoted that word for word over in Matthew 19, five. And then some people might say, well, but we're supposed to honor our mother and father. And that's true. Ephesians 6 does, uh, 6, 2 does tell us to, to do that. Right, right. But you know, it also says in first Peter three, seven, that husbands are to honor their wives. So when you marry, you have a covenant relationship with your spouse that you don't have with anyone else. You know, you become one flesh with your spouse. Right. You're not one flesh with anyone else. That's okay. Right. And you should honor that covenant and choose your spouse. When you marry, you could look at it this way. When you marry, your primary relationship is your relationship with your spouse. Right. So referring back to the example with Linda in the Czech Republic, um, you know, some of you may think that that her mother-in-law's actions were extreme. I think they were extreme. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when the mother-in-law, how can the mother-in-law be that selfish? And how could the husband be, you know, how can he be that unwilling to correct the situation? But, you know, things like this go on more than you think. I think that's true. I think, you know, if, if you don't experience this that's awesome but yeah, i think awesome. probably other people have this kind of stuff going on more than you yeah might think. and it may not be that extreme mm-hmm. but it definitely goes on yeah so not only is this situation a problem but it, it causes other issues in marriage too it causes it can cause division between a husband and wife uh you know choosing your parents over your spouse it's a divisive thing it can right. hurt your spouse mm-hmm. and if you don't correct it you know like we said you're choosing your parents over your spouse and that can actually even cause some insecurity or potentially a lot of insecurity in your marriage you know in-laws and even other family members can cause marital stress especially Mm -hmm. at the holidays one thing to note about holidays or birthdays or any other special occasion that you might celebrate um it's in situations like this the thing that can help a whole lot is if you plan ahead Right. Plan well ahead. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. Not don't let it come upon you and then you have to make a quick decision. Right. Yeah. The best time to make plans for the holidays is before the holidays. Right. right. Sometimes we just kind of let things happen instead right. of making a plan in advance. But really, if you plan ahead of time, it takes the pressure off of you when you have uh, you have time to consider what you and your family want to do and how you're going to handle that in relation to your extended family, including your in-laws. It's much easier to plan without pressure of having to make a decision when your family member's on the phone 
telling you, you know, hey, this is when we're doing it and this is what we want you to bring. Yeah, that can kind of catch you off guard. You just yeah. might wind up saying, okay. Uh, yeah, but that's, yeah, that's not a good way to handle it. And right. you don't have to have an hour-long family meeting about it, but you can, yeah. you know, just say, hey, this is coming up. What are we going to do? Yeah, you know, we talk about the hustle and bustle of the holidays, and it's easy to get caught up in that hustle and bustle and get pulled in so many directions that you don't even have time to discuss things with your spouse. You know, you just tell them, you know, you don't make a plan. So what you wind up doing is saying, oh, by the way, yeah, mom wants us at her house by noon on Christmas. Right. You know, and, you know this can lead to explosions. Mm. This is why it's important to talk to, about this beforehand. So how do we deal with these in-laws? Okay. In our experience, <clears throat> the most common area of conflict, you know, Rebecca and I have worked with a lot of couples over the years. And the most common area of conflict seems to be between the husband's wife and his mother, or so so between a daughter-in-law and a mother-in-law. You know, so we've used a lot of examples like that so far because of that. Right. But, you know, what we're saying, everything applies to both husband and wife. Like, right. women can have these issues as well. You know, I could compare um, Rick, my husband, to my dad, and it might come out something like this. You know, well, my dad could always fix the car or well let my dad fix that you know he can do that so well yeah, or well, he could do that better than you <laughs> or, or maybe when the husband has a little trouble with something the wife might say something like well you know my dad never had trouble doing that he could always mm -hmm. do that uh, you know sometimes and it's understandable women tend to make their dad the hero that's okay but you know your husband needs to be the hero really once when you you're married, married. Yeah. yes so, your husband needs to be the hero yeah if, if your husband can never live up to his father-in-law it might make a guy apathetic or disinterested. You know, he might not want to try to fix anything because he's going to be compared. and He's going to think I'm going to come up short. And, yeah, and, and they're her, going to call dad anyway. Her dad can do this better than me. You yeah. Know? It, women need to take, um, women need the same kind of affirmation too. Your wife mm -hmm. needs to win. You know, she needs to be the better cook or she needs to be able to do things better. She doesn't need to, she needs to be the hero. She needs to be the one you choose. Um, and she needs to know that you do choose her. Mm -hmm. She doesn't need to hear how, you know, your mom did this better or how your mom did, you know, maybe she could sew or maybe she cooked a special dish or whatever. And it, it's you just don't your wife just needs to win every right. the wife and husband need to win in the marriage so okay so rebecca what is the key to successful relationships with in-laws okay well there's a couple of rules and they're not hard right. but but they're so important so the number one rule concerning in-laws is always side with your spouse First, the um, only exception the, to this rule is like if a moral issue was involved. Okay. So in that case, you always side with God, regardless of your spouse's decision. But the number one rule is always side with your spouse first. That's right. That is right. That's rule number one. And rule number two is, okay, so you want to plan ahead what you're going to do. And then, and this is actually the rule right here, then the husband tells his family and the wife tells her family. So each spouse deals with their own family right okay? they represent the marriage to their family right right is this going to go over better if you do that right and you you say something like you know you don't say well this is like rebecca wouldn't i wouldn't go to my family and say well rebecca wants to do this you know right <laughs> yeah, that's that not, not going to work good. no that's not going to work what you want to do is is just say something like well you know this is what we're going to do this year right this is what we want to do yeah. this year so and it's so important to choose your spouse over your parents 
um, you know, in doing this, your spouse needs to know that they're chosen. That's, that's mm-hmm. the important thing. But also when you do this, it just helps your in-laws. It, it just helps represent your spouse well to them as well. So it's important to choose your spouse over your parents. God gave you specific instructions on what to do after you're married. He said to leave and cleave. We read right, it earlier. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So um, Genesis two twenty four. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto the wife and they shall be one flesh. Right. So you must. It's really important to leave and cleave. Okay. Leave means to leave. Leave means to leave. And cleave means to stick to, to keep close, or to cling to. So you, you men out there, I want to talk to you for just a second. If you fail to leave and cleave to your wife, and I'm not when I say leave, I'm not just talking about changing your address. I'm talking about choosing your wife. If you don't do that, what you're going to wind up doing, and wives can do this too, but anyway, but if we don't do that, you're going to pit your wife against your parents, and especially your mother, and what you're basically doing is forcing them to compete for your affection, and they're always going to be rivals. You know, rivals. Think about mm-hmm. football. In any football game, if there's rivals, it's, it, it just becomes a different level game. I mean, you know, it's like you get crazy when you're playing your rival. It's more contentious. It, it is very more heated. More, yes, yeah. yes. And so, um, it, you know, and this goes for women too. Your spouse will be competing for your love for the rest of their life. Uh, unless someone does something about it. And that someone has to be you. Right. You need to clearly choose your spouse over your parents or family or whatever the case may right. be. Let your actions show your parents your, that your loyalty is to your marriage. You know, yeah. declare through your actions to your parents that your primary loyalty is your marriage. You don't, And sometimes you might have to say something, you know. In the story we told earlier about Linda in the Czech, Czech Republic, Republic yeah. yeah, her husband could have easily fixed the problem by saying, Mom, that's silly. Linda is part of the family. She needs to be in the picture, too. You know, he could have handled that situation so easy just by doing something like that. Right. Um, and here's a thought for those of you listening who are in-laws now. Um, and we're in-laws. So yep. as in-laws, remember, when your son or daughter marries someone, whoever they marry is now part of your family. Your child and their spouse are one flesh. Mm-hmm. You need to, you know, receive them and accept them and respect them as your son or daughter-in-law. You know, this doesn't mean that um, they're exactly the same. You you know, don't feel guilty if you don't feel that way, but you need to open your heart to them. And as you Mm -hmm. do that, you will start to love them and receive them like that. For everyone who is married, making your spouse a priority in your life, second only to God, doing this will create security in your marriage. It's essential that your spouse knows you prefer him or her over your parents or family. Exactly. That's right. Now, what I'm about to say right here, uh, I want you to really get this. And this is really a key to your spouse's relationship with your parents. And if you don't do this, they probably will, won't will get along as well as they could. Okay. People think that their spouse's relationship with your parents is strictly between your spouse and your parents. But that's not so. So like my relationship to Rick's mom is not just about mine and her, me and her. Right. Okay. The success of our of of your spouse's relationship with your parents is largely up to you. Right. And I'll tell you this: that when Rebecca and I got married at first, okay, 
my mom and her didn't get along as well as they could have. Okay. And I used to think, I remember thinking this, that that's Rebecca's problem. If, if her and my mom don't get along like they ought to, that's, that's really, I don't have anything to do that. Then I learned what we're, we learned what we're talking about today, that actually it was my fault because I didn't clearly choose Rebecca over my mom. You know, the fact was it was easier, <laughs> I hate to say it, but it was easier to say no to Rebecca than to my mom. Okay. When I finally got that right, that's when the relationship between them, between Rebecca and my mom, straightened out. You know, it wasn't that his mom was so demanding. It's just that the things that she asked for, the things that, you know, she wanted, her requests and things like that, Rick would just always say yes to her and no to me. And so he always chose his mm-hmm. mom over me, which pitted us against each other. It made us, like, compete. But when he stopped doing that and we realized, Hey, this is what the problem is. It really changed things. Right. Right. So you need to take an inventory of who's in charge. Are you and your spouse deciding how to spend your holidays or are your in-laws or maybe other extended family telling you where to be and making your schedule? Right, right, exactly. You you, you and your spouse should set those boundaries because only you can set guidelines that will support, that will support, excuse me, support your marriage and family the best. Only you can do that. You know, not that you shouldn't see your families during the holiday and everybody has to plan. Um, All of us want to do that. You know, if my mom called me and said, hey, we'd like to celebrate Christmas on this weekend or whatever. But specifically for like Christmas Day or Christmas Eve or Thanksgiving Day or the day of your birthday or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, you should be the ones making that um, priority for your family and, and doing what you want to do and not letting the pressure of the holidays just be like, Oh my gosh, I hate the holidays. Cause we got to run here. We got to mm-hmm. do this. We got to do that. They're expecting all that. Yeah. So, you know, we actually know people who kind of dread the holidays because of this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking about that as we're talking here, you know, Anyway, it's just that we shouldn't be doing that in a way to put stress on our marriage um, and, and and letting someone else control what happens on Christmas morning or, you know, Christmas Day or Christmas Eve or Thanksgiving or whatever. Right. Like we said earlier, you know, I, I'm an in-law. We are in-laws. And I don't want to put pressure on my grown kids and their spouses. I want to support their marriage. I want to encourage my kids you know, to put their marriage relationship first. Right. And at the holidays, remember, they need to start traditions of their own. You know, as an in-law, I don't want to put my wants and desires above theirs. And I can help them leave and cleave by supporting them in their marriage and things and encouraging them. Hey, if you guys want to do this, that's fine. We'll see the kids. or We'll see you guys on another day. Right. Yeah. In-laws don't have to be outlaws. I don't want to be outlaws. <laughs> right. Nope. I don't want to be an outlaw. So I do want to say this though usually you know on these on these podcasts we'll answer a a question during each episode and we really wove that in today that was linda's question about what to do in the situation with her mother-in-law at the holidays and the answer was that her husband really needed to deal with that so over the next several weeks as part of the marriage by the book um holiday survival guide um, we will talk about other subjects like finances or expectations and traditions, what's normal and uh, what's normal for you. Man, that plays a big part mm-hmm. of what goes on at the holidays. And we want to answer listener, your, the listener questions related to family situations at the holidays. So if you have some, please send them in and we'll answer them. Yeah, email those to info at marriagebythebook.org. And that's it for today. Thanks for listening. 
We hope you enjoyed today's Marriage by the Book podcast. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and hit the subscribe button. For additional resources or to go deeper, visit marriagebythebook.org. See you next time.